There are many reasons why folks forego working with a financial professional. Today, we are going to break down 10 of the most common reasons folks resist professional help while building their financial plans and explain exactly how financial advisors would be able to help. Welcome in to your retirement with Sam Hughes. Welcome once again to your retirement. I'm Chuck Caton, and uh, for new financial strategies, we have in studio Andy Schooler and Luke Van Abel this week. And uh, remember, our uh, number is 866-203-7486. You can get that complimentary uh, retirement lifestyle review when you work for them in the Fox Valley. They've got offices in Green Bay and in Appleton. And there are a lot of valid concerns, as Luke said before, that people have about uh, talking to a financial advisor. Uh, it's likely one or two of these 10 common reasons that we're going to unveil might have crossed your mind before. Uh, so whether you have a negative personal experience, uh, if you've had one with a financial professional, you don't think you uh, stand to gain very much by working with an advisor, or maybe uh, you don't need the assistance and have uh, things under control on your own, there's still plenty of reasons that folks have for not working with a financial advisor, and today we're going to talk through the top 10 reasons and explain uh, just how a professional would help you in every scenario. So, Luke, uh, reason number one that people put up as a block is I enjoy being a do-it-yourselfer. Yeah, many people are looking to save money maybe or continue a hobby or something they really enjoy in managing their retirement. Maybe it's uh, managing the allocations and so forth. But um, an advisor can help um, with a variety of different areas because one of the challenges might be as a do-it-yourselfer is, are you strong in all the areas or is there one or two of the areas that you really enjoy, but then maybe we neglect or we don't think as much about some of the other areas that pertaining to retirement. And one in particular, Chuck, that comes to mind is um, knowledge about taxes and the implication of taxes, um, required minimum distributions being a part of that. Um, you know, once you're 73, you're forced to take some distributions. And where are the vast majority of your retirement funds today? Are they sitting in pre-tax, you know, 401ks, 403bs? Well, that all that income's taxable when you're forced to take those required distributions. That's taxable. Social Security, hate to be the bear of bad news, but that is also going to be taxable. So in addition to just the investment pieces and what you own, we also need to think about a variety of other areas, one of those being taxes and income to make sure that you've got a great handle on all these different areas. So working with a professional can help ensure that all your ducks are in a row and that you're positioned to um, not just be retired, but stay retired for the uh, duration of your life and not have to be forced to go back to work for, um, for some unforeseen reason. Absolutely. We're talking about reasons that you may have for uh, not wanting to use a financial advisor in retirement. And Andy, I guess uh, this is kind of a Yogi Berra-ism. The reason is I'm already retired. So uh, a lot of people think... Uh, why do I need an advisor now? I've been retired for you know some time. Uh, it certainly comes up from time to time. And we have people that maintain what we call their toys and candy money. It's their play account so that they can continue if they enjoy doing it themselves to do that. What we've also found is that people will come to us when they've done it for a while and they're like, 
well, maybe I could do better. Maybe I don't know all the rules. Maybe I got hit with taxes that I wasn't expecting. Maybe I got hit with an Irma. Maybe I got, you know, there's so many different things that can come up in retirement. And it's hard to keep all of those things together and organized and efficient. And if you don't do this every day, it is more challenging to know and understand what those gotchas are. So I I believe that people have come after being retired simply because they either A, don't want to do it anymore. They find it to be too much work and they're like, well, what's the point of being retired when I have a full-time job again? Um, or B, they just don't know all the nuances and they might have gotten in trouble or gotten you know more taxes or whatever the case would be. Um, but those are the usual reasons that I think people would come to us after they've retired and been doing it on their own for a while. Talking about some reasons here and in the first segment of uh, your retirement uh, with uh, why or why not you would use a uh, a financial advisor uh, in retirement. That was a good uh, uh, thought there, Andy, about I'm already retired and maybe have second thoughts and you know somebody can do it better like a fiduciary, like the uh, fine folks here at uh, Dual Financial Strategies. Reason number three might be, Luke, uh, I just don't think about my finances very much. Uh, this, this is something that I think my wife would probably say, and I don't want or like to discuss finances. I know uh, she's that way when we, uh, well, well, maybe when the topic comes up in our household over a cup of coffee. Yeah, it seems like a funny one for a, you know, a show focused on retirement. But we meet so many people like your wife, Chuck, that um, are like this, that they just they don't understand it. They don't maybe want to understand it. They're not interested in numbers and financial things. Um, and let's face it. I think our society um, has also said that talking about money is taboo. We shouldn't do it. And I would say we need to do this more. We need to educate ourselves on these topics because let's face it, the schools, you know, don't teach us this stuff, this information. I teach uh, two-day retirement courses, one-day retirement courses, and that is the number one comment that I get all the time is, where was this class X years ago? Because, man, this would have been helpful. They don't teach it in schools. No, and I think, I mean, it's a little bit off topic, but I think it, it, it causes us to be more dependent on the banks and the financial system as a whole if they don't teach us, right, if we're not as responsible. But if you're thinking, you know, how might an advisor help in this situation, well, if you don't prioritize your finances and your financial future, your retirement account isn't going to just magically do its part. Um, it's imperative that you have a conversation that you might feel uncomfortable with now in this moment, uh, because it's the only way that you're going to know if you're on track um, and making sure that you are understanding things like risk tolerance. You know, where are you positioned now? Are you even in a position where um, you could retire in the next couple of years. Are you even aware of that? Because if this is just an area that you don't want to look at, then wishing and hoping isn't the best retirement plan for you. Um, and there's a variety of other things that need to be considered. We talked about those in the other segments, but it's worth repeating, you know, like your the tax implications on your social security, the mandatory withdrawals that you have to take. Um, we can help make this conversation, something that um, doesn't need to be dreaded because it can just be a casual conversation about where are you at now? What are you sort of looking to accomplish? What do you want your retirement uh, years to look like? And then 
lean on the expertise of somebody that does this day in and day out and has been working with people for over 20 years to help see them to and through retirement. Absolutely. We're talking to Luke Van Abel and Andy Schooler a little bit about uh, some of the concerns that people have and some of the uh, notions they may have, uh, as fictitious as they could be at times, to not use an advisor. And uh, we've also gone over uh, wanting to be a do-it-yourselfer. Maybe you're already retired and you don't need one or you don't think about finances very much. We've covered three of the five in this segment. And number four... Andy is, and this is one that I think rankles a lot of uh, the retirement professional uh, advisors, is I get my planning advice from friends and family. Isn't that good enough? Well, I guess it could be if they're in the industry. I don't know what their knowledge base is of the nuances of retirement, and that's certainly the challenge. I mean, Yes, there are people that are do-it-yourselfers that are incredibly successful, and I hope you're one of those. Um, But from a standpoint of knowing and understanding, again, the nuances and the complications of retirement, there is a lot of them. And so consequently, I feel like, um, you know, sometimes our friends and family can steer us in good directions, and other times they've gotten lucky or other times they are definitely not in the same situation or scenario you are. And so making sure that you have what you need for your family, I believe is of utmost importance um, because you are snowflakes. You are so different than anyone else. And so everybody's plan is going to look incredibly different based on what they need, what they need their money to do. I mean, that's the whole reason Sam wrote the book Purpose Determines Placement. The purpose of the money is going to dictate the placement or the tool that is used. And so consequently, it again is not a one size fits all um, boilerplate deal. This is a how much do we need to have in tools that are never subjected to market losses that you are depending on exclusively for income? How much money can you have against the market? How much money do you need to have in you know, whatever it is that you're trying to accomplish? And so um, then you get into the nuances of taxes and the nuances of um, Social Security and uh, Medicare planning. And the list just goes on and on and on. But essentially, making sure that you have what you need. And though your family probably has your best interest at heart, they may not know all the nuances that go along with retirement. Absolutely true. And finally, this segment, Luke, uh, well, uh, just I wouldn't plumb nowhere to begin. That's another reason maybe for not seeking uh, professional advice. It is because you've never done this. I mean, hopefully you've never done this because that means you went back to work after and hopefully you weren't forced to do that. Um, So if you've never done this, then um, the point in working with somebody is, is, is to have somebody in your corner. And here at Dual Financial Strategies for over 20 years now, we have focused predominantly on people in or near retirement, helping them to prepare and make the right decisions um, around retirement uh, because it is challenging. Um, And and it all starts with just a conversation, a candid conversation about your finances to figure out where and how to begin. You can discuss your goals for what what you want the future to look like, um, diversifying your current accounts. These are all things that will be guided by one of us. Um, You can um, you have to start really somewhere and the the what the why, the how, these are really incredibly important pieces of the puzzle. And to a fiduciary like us, the who is really important as well. Who are you? Uh, Because this is not a cookie cutter solution. We want to know all about you, your goals, 
for your future so that we can act or the professional, if you're working with somebody else or if you're interviewing multiple people, that that professional can help act in your best interest and they should absolutely be a fiduciary. Absolutely. And the uh, way to uh, reach dual financial strategies to get that no cost, no obligation uh, expertise, uh, because they are fiduciaries who put you first, is very simple. Just call the number 866-203-7486. That's 866-203-7486. And uh, as um, uh, alluded to by Andy Schooler, uh, the uh, book, Purpose Determines Placement that Sam has in his second printing, soon to be third, can be yours in complimentary fashion when you get that retirement lifestyle review. So remember, your meeting with them about your retirement, either in the Green Bay or Appleton office, is complimentary. Sit down with them, 866-203-7486. Don't procrastinate and make that appointment. All right, uh, we've got, uh, well, I guess five down and five to go, don't we? We do. Five down, five to go. Coming up next, we share the final five reasons folks dismiss meeting with a financial professional and share exactly how an advisor can help set you up for success. Welcome back to your retirement. I'm Chuck Caton along uh, in studio with Andy Schooler and Luke Van Abel. Sam is on assignment this week. And for dual financial strategies with their over 20 years of experience, remember that number once again. It's 866-203-7486. Well, Vito Corleone of The Godfather once said, I must say no to you and I'll give you my reasons. He said in a sinister fashion. But uh, there's nothing sinister about what we're talking about here, uh, dual financial strategies on your retirement. Um, Let's go with uh, reason number six now of our 10 reasons. And Andy, uh, this uh, is uh, an interesting one. Uh, Sometimes people say they don't need the uh, help or seek the help of professional uh, uh, financial advisors is because I've got a 401k through work. And that is a retirement plan in and of itself. But I guess my question is, do people really know what's going on uh, when you're partners with the government uh, with this? Well, unfortunately, a 401k is not a plan. It is a bucket of money. And so when you start with that, how do you know how much you need to take out? How much stress can you put against that? How much loss can you afford to take? Because losses, if you're market only, are bound to happen. So these are the questions that we always pose and in trying to find out who you are as a person, what your needs are, what your lifestyle needs are, et cetera, et cetera. We are going to obviously take your 401k into account, but it still is not a plan on how you're going to mitigate taxes, how you're going to deal with social security, how are you going to deal with Medicare? How are you going to pay for long-term care, et cetera, et cetera. So a plan is something that is flexible, that takes into account your income, your expenses, your goals, your health care needs, the taxes that you're going to have to pay. A 401k, if it is a traditional 401k, is subject to complete taxation as it's never been taxed. So if you have a portion of it of your 401k that is a Roth, great, because that's not taxable. You've already paid the taxes on it. But if you do have a traditional portion of your plan, that is subject to taxation and you have signed up to have the government as your partner for the rest of your life as they are going to continue to collect taxes as long as they can and onto your beneficiaries. So again, 
a plan is very different than just a bucket of money. And so it's how we are going to distribute your bucket of money and in what way and using what tools based on who you are and what you need. And that plan can be constructed by Dual Financial Strategies very simply. All you have to do is call the toll-free number 866-203-7486. And whether you're near Green Bay or Appleton or anywhere in the Fox Valley, they will uh, sit down with you in a complimentary fashion uh, to get you on the right track toward retirement. All right, how about this reason, Luke? Social Security is going to cover me or bridge any gaps I might have. Well... Social Security was intended to just supplement your retirement income. It was not designed to be the primary or even the only source of retirement income. So um, the the things you need to consider, the things you need to look at here are go much beyond just this one payment every single month because, you know, you're all unique in this. You know, you've all had different earnings records. You might be single. You might be married. You might have to consider um, Social Security benefits not only for yourself, but for two of you if you're a husband and wife. So what happens when that primary wage earner passes away with the higher social security payment. Um, what implications is that going to have? You know, looking at, you know, what is your health right now? That's going to have a big impact on how long these benefits are going to last, how much you're going to receive from them, because we know that you've worked for it. We know that you've contributed to it. Um, but how much are you going to receive at the end of the day? Um, especially factoring in, uh, Social Security being taxable for the vast majority of you. And an advisor can help you determine above and beyond Social Security what income gaps you might have. So what additional income is needed to cover your living expenses every single month. Um, And this is critical to determining how long that nest egg, if you will, that savings or those investments will last. And if that's a concern for you, if you're thinking, Gosh, I don't know if I can retire right now. I don't know. Should I do it in a year? Should I do it in six years? How much more do I need to contribute? This is a great discussion to have with an advisor because that income gap, how much is going to be coming from Social Security, but how much do you need above and beyond those what we call mailbox money paychecks in order to successfully um, you know, meet the demands that you have, realize that Social Security is just one of the pieces of the puzzle. Absolutely true. All right, how about this reason, Andy? A lot of people who uh, want to say, eh, I don't know if I need a, uh, uh, an advisor because I'm going to uh, be comfortable living off what I've saved so far in retirement and I can uh, make uh, do just fine on a fixed income. How realistic is that? Well, I mean, I hope that's true for you. Um, Oftentimes what we see is that people want to continue the same lifestyle that they lived when they were working. And that does cost quite a bit of money. So you have to take into account not just taxes, but um, how much is sustainable to draw against your account? I mean, if you have Social Security or you have a pension, you have tools that are available to you. Inflation continues to go up, and this is something that we have to look at. Will your fixed income accounts keep up with inflation? And um, are there things that you are going to have to purchase or need that are going to be affected by inflation? Well, we see it every day. During your first 10, 15 years of retirement, most people feel really good. They end up spending more during those years because they are feeling good, wanting to be active, go do things, enjoy the time now that you have 2,500 extra hours every year. So that costs money. And um, 
so being on a fixed income, I hope that you can survive on a fixed income and that you're not having to dip into your retirement savings every month that's going to go beyond and push your account beyond what it can sustain. So other than that, I, I mean, I feel like the knowledge that fiduciary advisors can provide to you, I mean, a perfect example would be... Um, we had a gentleman who lived off fixed income. He did his own taxes, and unfortunately, he wasn't doing them correctly. He was a military veteran, and in the state of Wisconsin, you don't have to pay taxes, state taxes, on your military pension. But he had paid for years and years and years, and of course, the federal government is not going to, or the state government, not going to just go, oh, I'm sorry, you've been paying us too much. No, they're happy to take money. Um, and so consequently, we were only able to get him a number of years in the rears back for what he had paid. But those are the kind of mistakes that we see commonly because people just don't know the information. They think they're doing it right. They haven't gotten any nasty grams from the IRS or from the state, so they must be doing it right, except they could be paying too much. And that's, I think, where um, advisors really can be most beneficial is really helping you figure out a plan, what kind of draws that you can make against your accounts, what's going to be probably most important to each individual person based on the conversations that we have and giving, making sure that you have the flexibility within that plan to take care of your lifestyle um, and make sure that you can go on just fine with whatever fixed income you do have. Looking for reasons, aren't you, ladies and gentlemen, not to uh, have a, a financial planner? Well, how about this one? You may have said, I've got circumstances that would need to be addressed and definitely would not fit into a cookie-cutter retirement plan. But again, that means uh, those listeners aren't really listening very well, right, Luke? Because there isn't any uh, such thing. Andy said it best. There is no cookie-cutter form. There is not. I mean, one of the biggest advantages to working with an independent financial planning office is that... Our toolbox is bigger than most. I mean, the, the more tools and the more options that you have, the more unique and customized the solutions you're going to have. So when you're talking to different firms, you want to know what is the size of that toolbox? Are they just offering you a few investments, um, you know, centered around growth and accumulation? Will they focus on taxes? Will they expand the horizon to to focus on many different areas that are pertaining to you? Because the you know, having a comprehensive and custom plan is what's needed um, to ensure that you're going to be able to uh, meet the demands, meet the long life expectancy that's still ahead of you. Um, other things that should be considered. I mean, you want to take into an account, you know, the goals. What are your aspirations? What are your desires um, that you have for retirement? That should be included because um, some of it's financial related and some of it's not financial related. Some of it's just living the life that you have have wanted to live, doing the things that you want, uh, maybe having a different purpose um, during this period of your life. So, some other things to consider are factors like, you know, how old are you? What's your risk tolerance now? Uh, we find that a lot of people are still taking the same level of risk they were three, six, 12 years ago. Um, so that needs to be re-explored. And then what's your time horizon? How long do you expect to live? You know, these are all things that should be playing into this custom solution for you um, that isn't just a one-size-fits-all, okay, here's the basket of mutual funds that we sell to everybody. No, that is not what is going to happen at Dual Financial Strategies. And you got about 30 seconds to uh, the final reason here, Andy. I don't want to be told or sold a product as a payday for somebody in some company. Well, 
Uh, that is a good statement and one that I use myself when I'm out shopping for different things. So when we have a conversation to make sure that we're a fit for you and you're a fit for us, we are not out to sell you something. Yeah, at the end of the day, there's always going to be a tool. We are going to get paid for that service that we are providing to you. But the object is not to sell you something. And I know you see this and feel this every day. You go to the chicken dinner seminars and they're wanting to sell you a mutual fund or an annuity or something that's going to be like fix your magic pill kind of a deal. <clears throat> Unfortunately, there is no perfect fit, right? There is no perfect tool. And so working with someone who knows and understands the ins and outs of retirement is going to make the difference for you to be able to have exactly what you need because I don't like to be sold to either. So we take that approach in all of our um, dealings with working with our clients is that we do not sell things to people. We educate and make sure that you understand what tools are available to you and let you decide as to what's most important for you because it's your money. It's not ours. And so that has to be made clear from the beginning that these tools have to provide you with what you need for your personal retirement, not somebody else's. Absolutely. That's why that Retirement Lifestyle Review is vital, and uh, they can give it to you. Dual Financial Strategies, just make the call. A complimentary uh, visit at 866-203-7486. That's 866-203-7486. Sit down with them at either the Green Bay or the Appleton office and get that uh, comprehensive and complimentary uh, visit about your retirement. 866-203-7486. What's coming up next? When we return, we are walking through real relatable retirement planning scenarios and putting us in the hot seat to explain the hands-on approach we would take with each. We're back here with another segment of Your Retirement for Dual Financial Strategies. My name's Chuck Caton, and we've got uh, Andy Schooler and Luke Van Abel in the studio. And we know that financial advisors can help folks in a lot of different ways. So now we're going to learn by taking a more hands-on approach to see uh, what exactly can be done by posing some hypothetical case studies uh, to our financial advisors, both Luke and Andy, and uh, then allowing them to do what they do best and explore the specifics of what they could do uh, with each other. Now, each of these uh, three hypotheticals are inspired by real-life scenarios. So uh, we're going to get it going, and I think Luke and Andy are ready to go with this. So uh, let's start it off with a 63, and we're going to go start with Luke uh, here to uh, explain this situation. Uh, again, a hypothetical, a 63- and 64-year-old couple, both retiring in six months. The 63-year-old has a 401K and a 403B plan, and a 64-year-old has a pension and a 401K. But both have maximized their contributions over the years. And they have other investments, which include stocks and bonds and T-bills and gold and annuities and real estate. They're very well-rounded. They've got no outstanding debt, which is good. They've got two adult children, both of which live in the same state, who they'd like to visit at their leisure during retirement. So with that information, Luke, what would you say? Walk us through how you would go about helping this couple. Well, I would start with um, getting to know this couple's story because, you know, You've laid out a wonderful example here, but there's just so much that, you know, I don't know yet about them. And and one of the first places I like to start is, you know, what is your view of money? You know, I find that the the circumstances surrounding our lives early on 
um, stick with us for a long time. So what were times like when you were younger? Were, were things really tight? Were you maybe in an upper middle class where money was spent a little bit more? All that plays a, a role in, you know, are you a spender now? Are you a saver now? Um, are you just always afraid that you're never going to have enough despite what you have in savings or checking, despite what you have saved for retirement? And I think that is a good fundamental place to start because especially if this is a married couple, 63 and 64 years old, they're going to have differences in what what and how they think about this money. Um, that conversation will naturally flow um, if you're in one of, in the comfort of one of our offices into, you know, what's your appetite for risk? Tell me about, you know, if, if we were to have a bad market drawdown, and things were not looking so good. And remember, you're going to be taking money out of these retirement accounts at some point. What's your comfort level with risk? So we'd have a conversation around that very specific to this couple. Um, at the end of, say, a first visit, oftentimes I'm going to invite um, a couple separately to complete at their leisure at home um, our risk questionnaire, which is just another um, risk tolerance questionnaire to determine today at 63 at 64 years old in their circumstances with you know retirement being at the at the end of the tunnel here in six months what are you comfortable with because that is going to frame future conversations about how are you positioned because what i don't know is in what proportion do they own these stocks bonds t-bills gold right because the, the, the amount of risk that they're comfortable taking is going to determine how they should be allocated. And that would be another topic that we would go over. Um, what things do you own? We've shared some of that, but in what proportion are they? Um, and are these still the correct tools? Will this get them to and through retirement? I mean, they've positioned themselves well with having no debt, so that is excellent. Most likely that means their expenses are going to be down a little bit. Uh, but they still want to do some travel. They still want to get out and see those kids. So we're going to need to ensure that we've got adequate income, that those retirement accounts and those investments that they have will continue to work in their favor um, going forward. Another really big area uh, of conversation would be centered around taxes um, because it mentions that they have a pension. Well, that is going to be taxable. They have 401ks and a 403b. Most likely, I don't know for sure, but most likely that money is all going to be pre-tax, meaning it's all going to be taxable when it starts to flow out. And so if they've saved a good portion of money, even though they're diversified, they've bequeathed a bunch of that to Uncle Sam in the form of taxes. Um, and on another note, we, we often talk about diversification from an allocation standpoint. So the things that we own, and they do own a lot of different things, but Diversification amongst different tax buckets, the different types of money that we have is really important. Um, so we would want to talk about, um, you know, do they have anything Roth? Because I don't see anything Roth. Do they have any taxable accounts? Um, because a great time to start a Roth account if you don't already have one was yesterday because there are some time restraints on those. Um, there's a five-year look-back rule on those. So getting those started early if we don't have those. And then discussing where we think tax rates are going to be in the future. 
because if they have the line of thinking as many of the people that I talk to day in and day out and at my classes, uh, most people think that tax rates in the future are going to be much higher than they are today, as do I. And so if that is the case, even if you're going to stay in the same tax bracket in retirement, maybe your income goes down a little bit, but you're going to stay in the same tax bracket and tax rates go up, well, effectively, you're going to pay more on the 401k distributions, the 403b distributions. So it's beginning to uh, talk about that and then put a plan in place for reducing their lifetime tax bill, not just reducing the tax bill this year, but reducing it for the rest of their life. All right. A 71-year-old man, Andy, has $900,000 safe for retirement, retiring in 30 days. What about this hypothetical case? He saved in a 401k, contributing to the limit there. He uh, had that offered, of course, for uh, 20 years by his uh, employer. Uh, He's single. He's in good health. He's got two children. Investments include stocks, bonds, commodities, real estate, precious metals, and an annuity. He's got three adult children who live in different states, and he would like to be active during his retirement to visit them when he wants. He wants to save money for their futures and travel on his own as well as retirement. So walk us through how you'd help uh, this gentleman. Well, there's a lot of duplication when we start getting in here as far as um, information that I don't entirely know based on this example. So for instance, um, is your 401k that you've been contributing to, is that exclusively a traditional 401k or does it have a Roth component to it? So as a single person, your tax rates are higher than they would be as married filing jointly. So we have to take that into account that if you have $900,000 that is exclusively traditional IRA, well, then you can probably figure that you are going to be subjecting that to 25% just going to the government. Um, So in the form of taxation, required minimum distributions, et cetera, et cetera, you have, have a pretty hefty responsibility to pay Uncle Sam, um, unfortunately. So there could be some strategies that we can employ uh, through doing like a a Roth conversion or something like that. That should be done not willy-nilly, but very planned. And so if you do have room within your tax brackets, we can certainly take a look at that if you have additional money to pay or offset the taxes um, that you're going to have to pay within that. We We can look at that for sure. So there are things that I would also ask, um, what type of annuity do you have? Do you have a fixed? Do you have a fixed index? Do you have a variable annuity? Um, Those are things that we have to look at as far as fees that you're paying. So usually fixed annuities and fixed indexed annuities, unless you have riders attached, do not have a lot of fees in them where you can find fees um, pretty heavily laden in some variable annuities. So you just have to be careful there. I don't per se have an issue with the precious metals. It does depend on how you own them. Um, I know we've covered this on the radio before. Uh, Luke, for instance, has had a couple that owned some precious metals, but they didn't own them on their own. It wasn't like it was sitting in their home. It was through a third party company. And that was a nightmare to get out of. So depends on how that precious metal is owned. Um, I'm, you know, real estate holdings. I'm not sure if you're receiving rental income off of those, what those are costing, if they're paid off, you know, what does this real estate mean to you? Uh, Commodities, commodities can be great in a downswinging market. Lord knows we've had some of that in the last few years. Um, And then it depends on what type of stocks and bonds that you own um, within that. Now, 
most 401k plans do not just have stocks and bonds. They have mutual funds. They have target date retirement funds. And so getting through some of that information, I mean, it's all going to get converted to an IRA. And then you're free to choose where that's going to go, um, depending on who you work with. As far as savings, as far as, you know, visiting I'm glad that you feel good. One thing that I would possibly suggest looking into would be long-term care um, in some sort of form. Now, we obviously don't necessarily believe in traditional long-term care, and I'm not sure if you have it or not, but the hybrid plans that we use, um, because you're single and because your kids are out of the area, who is going to help you if you need additional help? And so that might be something definitely to consider, and especially as you're coming up on um, being retirement uh, required minimum distribution age, then there could be some um, early pulls against those accounts to pay the premiums that would be coming from a long-term care plan. But that is definitely something that I would investigate and look into. Taxes are always a big deal. Um, market risk is always a big deal and how that aligns with what you have. Um, and then just the general you know, do you have Medicare? How is that going? Are you making too much money? I, you know, these are all questions that I don't know. So, so going forward, these are things that I would definitely want to sit down and do a further analysis on and make sure that we've covered all of the basis. All right. So you can uh, tell that comprehensive study is what they do at uh, Dual Financial Strategies. And that's why you should uh, let them do a retirement lifestyle review for you at no cost and no obligation at 866-203-7486. And uh, it's all about your retirement, whether you're in the Green Bay area, the Appleton area, anywhere in the Fox Valley within the sound of our voices. Uh, let Dual financial strategies with over 20 years of experience uh, set it up for you. They're fiduciaries. That means that uh, you come first uh, in the planning, and it's not cookie-cutter planning by any stretch of the imagination. So give them a call right now for that no-cost, no-obligation. Sit down with them, uh, and it's 866-203-7486. You'll be happy that you did, and uh, I know we'll be happy with the next segment, won't we? A busy week for listeners sending us questions. We'll tackle as many as we can right after this short break. We're back here on uh, Your Retirement. I'm Chuck Caton for Dual Financial Strategies. And remember that number is 866-203-7486. That is 866-203-7486. You get that retirement lifestyle review. Uh, at no cost, no obligation, when you make the phone call uh, to uh, discuss your retirement. If you're in that uh, uh, red zone of five to seven years before retirement, uh, this is the time to uh, reach Sam, Andy, or Luke. I'm Chuck Caton with Andy Schooler and Luke Van Abel, and I think we're ready to answer some questions. Uh, aren't we, Luke? You're all set we to go? all set. All yep. righty. So let's start with you with Wendy and Nina, who said in 2021, I rolled over a 403B plan from a previous job into an IRA, and then I made a Roth conversion of that full amount. It was under $10,000, but obviously that conversion makes the full amount income, of course. But is there a particular IRS form that I need to file for this? Hi, Wendy. Thanks for writing in. Um, as far as specifics um, on a form, you will receive for any distribution. This will be helpful for any other listener as well. Um, for any IRA or pre-tax account that you have, if you take income or if you make a Roth conversion, then that custodian that is holding your money, 
Fidelity, Schwab, Transamerica, they will send you a 1099-R form. Um, and on that form, it's going to say that this is the amount that came out of that account. If you had any taxes withheld, it would also be listed on there. Um, and then you would present that to your tax preparer, or if you were preparing your taxes on your own, then you would need that document um, to um, uh, type in all the information on there. Um, on the note of you know the 1099 and, and making distributions, there are a couple different ways that you can, um, two ways that you can make a Roth conversion and cover the taxes. And one is um, quite a bit more ideal than the other. Um, the first would be, um, you know, you've converted $10,000. Somebody else, they could be converting more. Just depends on their circumstances. Um, but let's say, I mean, in, in making a Roth conversion, the goal is to have as much as possible in that tax-free bucket. So if we set aside taxes from that $10,000 distribution in the form of a withholding, well, then we might put $8,500 or $8,000 into the Roth. So that would not be the optimal way to do that. Um, the optimal way would be, if possible, to convert the full amount, of course, not set aside any money for taxes, but then come tax time, of course, that $10,000 or whatever is converted is going to be considered taxable income, and you're going to have some tax liability, depending on your tax bracket. And then if that was paid from a separate account, i.e. savings, checking, brokerage account, something like that, um, if you were in that position, then that would maximize the amount of money in that tax-free bucket. Um, in, in lesser um, known situations, uh, a Form 8606 might be needed if you've got some non-deductible contributions within your IRA um, for basically earning too much or earning beyond the deductions. Um, and then if you're like a business owner or have owned a business in the past and made contributions to like a SEP or a simple IRA, uh, distributions and conversions from those accounts would also require this form 8606. But for the vast majority of you, from what I'm hearing, Wendy, just that 1099R is all you're going to need uh, for your filing your taxes. All right, let's go to Leslie and appear now for Andy. Uh, why is, again, that recommended percentage of my portfolio devoted to stocks any different than at the beginning of my career than at the uh, start of retirement? I don't understand why I should reduce my exposure to stocks when I retire as I still have 30 years of investing ahead of me. That's a great question, Leslie. Um, and when I would just ask you a question of, you know, do you have concerns or reservations about the volatility in the stock market? Do you have concerns and reservations about how much you're going to pay in taxes? Um, so you don't have to change if you don't want to. I would come back and ask several questions. Where is your income coming from in retirement? Is that guaranteed or is it market-based? Because if it's market-based, there have been numerous case studies that have shown the difference of when you start your retirement, if you have a number of negative years in the market and your money is completely subjected to those market losses and you're drawing income off of that money, that can be a recipe for disaster. And um, that is something that I, we caution everybody. So I, you know, I don't have the full extent of all of your information to be able to say, you know, yeah, you can go ahead and keep on investing in the market as you always have been. Um, I would just come back and say most of our clients come to us because they don't want their retirement monies to be cut in half. And 
they're not necessarily hiring us through retirement to double their money. They are hiring us to make sure that they don't lose half of their money. So that would be something that I would implore you to kind of investigate on your own is it back in 2008 when you were investing, how much money did your accounts lose and how long did that take for it to come back? Because I will tell you in the history, we've never seen the government artificially keep the market going the way that it did from 2009 until 2019 to 22, depending on the way you want to look at that. That was a very long period of time of artificial stimulation from the government to try and keep the market afloat. So those are things that you want to be conscientious of when you are considering what you're going to do in retirement. Do you have to change anything? No. Are you going to be successful? I don't know. I don't have all the information here. All right, let's go to Greg in uh, Grand Chute, and he says, in retrospect, I probably made a mistake by not electing to have a spousal benefit for my wife on my military pension, but I can't go back and change it now, so how do I make sure that she has enough money in remaining assets to live on, assuming that uh, I pass away first? Hi, Greg. We see this periodically where someone will take the higher single pension payment be it from the military, be it from a traditional company. And that essentially is disinheriting the spouse from any future income stream for the rest of the li your life and becomes the most concerning, of course, if the person receiving that pension is the one that passes away first. Um, so there's, there's a bunch of things I don't know here, but just generally speaking, um, you know, you, you could start living on less, just to, to sort of build up some extra or ensure that you're not pulling as much from your retirement account. So that would be left for your wife. Um, but another option would be um, basically, you know, when you take your pension singled, you're receiving a, a higher monthly sum. If you were to take the joint payment, of course, it would be reduced. Um, and essentially, that's like insurance. So you could take a portion of this military pension that you're receiving every single month and pay use a portion of it to pay a premium um, on yourself, which would provide a death benefit to your wife should and when you pass away. Um, so that would be a way to kind of have have your cake and eat it too, really, because now you're going to benefit from the higher payment. And if we can, if you can still qualify for insurance, depending on your health history and so forth, now you can just go out, supplement that. So your wife's not left without, you know, any sort of income stream or without any sort of assets. And of course, this would depend on the other assets that you have. Maybe you've got plenty of assets and she could just live on that, but it sounds like you're concerned. So this would be another way to go about solving that all right final question for andy comes from ron in green bay uh, ron is 65 years old and retired he says i've got about fifty thousand dollars in debt from loans and credit cards i'm about to receive about hundred and seventy thousand dollars from my father's estate so should i pay off my debt at once that's a great question, Ron. We hear this quite often where it is hard to have debt out there that, I mean, nobody likes having debt and servicing that debt and the costs associated with that debt. So I would kind of come back and say, how much is the debt costing you? How much is your credit card costing you for not paying it off? How much of the $50,000, what type of loans is in there? So if you're talking about mortgage loan, well, did you refinance to a lower interest rate? Because if you did, my thought process might be, well, what could you potentially make? Well, there's fixed annuities and CDs right now paying 
around 5%. So let's just use 5% as an example. If you could go out and find a, you know, 10, 12 month CD or a three or a five year paying some percentage around 5%, then um, at $170,000, that would produce about $8,500 in interest for you. At 120, so if you immediately pay off all of your debt and you put the $120,000 in at 5%, that's $6,000. So that's a $1,500 swing to you that you would keep. Now, how long is it going to take for you to resave $50,000? I don't know. So from a standpoint of I would definitely investigate how much the interest is costing you to service those loans or the debt that you have um, versus how much money could that um, inheritance actually pay you back. And so those are some of the things or the ways that we think about it. If it's, you know, 25% interest, yeah, I'd probably pay that off and get rid of it because it's very hard right now to find interest that's paying um, guaranteed in those cases where it's a CD or it's a fixed annuity or whatever, you're never going to get a 25% on a tool that is guaranteed like that. So if you're paying really high interest, a you know, on those debts, then I would consider paying it off. But if you're paying something like a mortgage debt where you've got two or 3% interest because you refinanced not that long ago when interest rates were still incredibly low, then I might hold that debt and continue to service that debt, but I might invest that money that you're getting as an inheritance. All right, great questions today. And I know that uh, your retirement is very important to you, ladies and gentlemen. So that's why you should give uh, Dual Financial Strategies a, a look and a call at 866-203-7486 as you're uh, getting ready for retirement. Let their consultation as fiduciaries help you to and through retirement with that retirement lifestyle review that they're going to provide for you at no cost, no obligation at all. 866-203-7486 is the phone number. And remember, they've got over 20 years of experience. In fact, I think it's going on 23 or so uh, here at the Dual Financial Strategies in the Fox Valley. They've got offices in Green Bay. They've got one in Appleton. And they're, they're ready to serve you at 866-203-7486. So don't procrastinate. Make that phone call right now so you get that complimentary retirement lifestyle review with the first meeting with either Sam, Andy, or Luke. Final thoughts? Thanks for listening. We look forward to seeing you and you having you hear from us next week, same time, same place. Have a great weekend. Investment advisory services offered through Dual Financial Strategies, LLC, a Wisconsin registered investment advisor. Dual Financial Strategies does not provide legal or tax advice. Investment advisor representatives of Dual Financial Strategies may only conduct business with residents of the states and jurisdictions in which they are properly registered. Insurance and annuity products are sold through Dual Financial Strategies.